dreams represent so much in terms of a reflection of our own fears, but what happens when dreams become a gateway to something else? We explore that in Day of the Worm. What are dreams? What are they really? Are they bits and pieces of memory thrown together without design or purpose? Do they whisper secrets of future days to come or hide secrets from days long past? Perhaps our soul is expelled from our bodies each night, thrust into the void, traveling to wondrous lands and beyond the limits of our physical form. Consider this. Is it possible that our dreams are more than just mere nonsense, but premonitions of adventures not yet had? Honestly, I don't have any answers for you. However, if I may, I'd like to share with you what I do know. To me? And tell me, have you ever had a dream you felt was so real, your waking life felt distant and dull? Have you ever dreamt a dream that reveals glimpses of your full potential? Do you know of any dreams that fills you with such sorrow upon awakening each morning to desire with all your might that your eyes will open to a brand new life? Yet, never does it come. With every rising sun, that is the burden I bear. However, such sadness does not consume me, for I know my dreams are so much more than simple desires and wishful thinking. They are much more than you could possibly imagine. For you see, my dreams are preparing me for great things to come. I, I know that. I know that to be truth. No rolling your eyes. It doesn't, it doesn't offend me. You're not the first I've tried to tell. You're not the first I've been mocked by, by my words, and most simply laugh out of amusement that others feign looks kind of like pity towards me. Truly, in their view, only a disadvantaged child would entertain such nonsense in their heads. They're the ones to pity, for they're only capable of seeing a land of make-believe, a fairy tale fabricated from the mind of a child. They're so sure of themselves that a child orphaned as an infant who never knew the embrace of a mother's love or guidance or of a father who could hold his head high, nor would they consider such a waif would earn success with only the determination of his heart and by the strength in his hands. Yet, I hold no malice, for their conclusions are not without logic, albeit sadly short-sighted. That is all about the change, for tomorrow is the day when all will be revealed. For tomorrow is my birthday, and when I'm gone, they'll no longer have a choice but to admit that they were wrong. Tomorrow is the day my dreams foretold. Before the sun sets on your five and ten year of life, you shall return with hope and salvation on your back and light in your hands. By your blade you will rid the land of the worm. That is what they say, and what I see every night when I surrender to sleep. Close your eyes and take my hand and let me tell you about my dreams. In my dreams, there is a realm so close to our own that the only of a width of a hair separates the two. They exist side by side together and unaware of one another. Yet they are so far apart that traveling the distance would take a thousand years. It's a medieval realm where science and magic live next to each other as beloved friends. Machines and technology, sorcery and magic, and they coexist side by side as one. No difference comes to mind in matters of wizarding and engineering, sorcerers and teachers, or even the healer and a doctor. The realm is ruled by six great nations, each under a king and queen of virtuous heart and noble blood. Castles and villages, farms and towns pepper the land. All live simplistic lives with a hint of technology, both natural and mystical. In my dreams, I see a beautiful dome temple made from ivory white stone. The temple is the home to six sacred weapons made of enchanted steel, one given to each nation by a goddess. She offered these weapons in preparation for the day foretold, for the day of the worm. 
The weapons are wielded by a warrior from each other nation, each personally chosen by the goddess herself. But in the center of the temple, in the most revered spot, sits the seventh altar, and upon this altar rests the armor and weapons of the seventh son of the seventh son, and under the darkness of an eclipse of three moons, a child's bloodline emerged from the joining of a mortal and a god. This child's spirit will unite the realms in their darkest hour. The weapons are enchanted steel of silver and blue, and my armor is impossibly light. My gauntlet is for my right hand and serves as my shield. It houses a disc that three blades emerge from with a snap. And when flung, it obeys my will and lays waste to all of my foes. It then faithfully returns to my hand without fail every time. My sword is forged from the last remnants of the creation and cooled with the very essence of life. It is the mortal enemy of rotten decay. It can never be broken. Nothing can shatter its blade and its impervious to impact. Never will its edge be dulled. The jewel in the hilt is my symbol and my banner. It is the eye that shines a light that can ignite the passion of the impressed people when hope is sending me to be lost. In my dreams, I see a day in which black rain falls from the sky. Viscous, ropey strands of greenish-black tar pour from the clouds. Anything it touches immediately begins to decay and corrode. The arrival of the worm is heralded by a clap of thunder as his fortress bursts through the clouds. It pierces the land like a dagger stabbed into the flesh upon impact with the land. The castle of the worm is a jagged and pointed crystalline citadel with bulbous blister-like domes upon it. This is the throne from where the worm will conquer and reign. The decay spreads from the dark fortress in the form of black mold and writhing masses of tentacles and tendrils, rotting everything it touches except for the one thing, the dead. Every warlord needs its pawns. The dead are absorbed and used as vessels for the worm's decay to take form. They are the eyes, the foot, and the iron fist of the worm. The worm fills its ranks with deceased and slain flesh of the surrounding villages and gluttonous appetite. The blisters from the walls of his fortress are then released. An army of decayed and mindless drones carry the smelly, rotting mass into the heart of all six nations. It will plant itself into the ground and become extensions of the mind and will of the worm. From here it will wage war against every man, woman, and child. It will fight with the decomposing faces of their neighbors, friends, brothers, and sisters. In my dreams, I see the goddess bless the six kings from each of the nations before spiriting away the seventh set of armor and weapons from the walls of the vulnerable temple. She hides the items in a place far from the worm's reach, where they will not, where they wait until claimed by the child foretold to come. In a final act of sacrifice, I see the goddess exhausting the last of her immortality in order to open a door of light. She places a tiny infant within the entrance, and before closing the door, she says with tears in her eyes, Goodbye, my beloved. Goodbye, my son. It is twenty minutes to midnight, the day of my fifteenth birthday. I sit on the wooden floor and I'm trembling next to a heated stove. I tremble not to take from, not from the cold, but from the heart, gripping fear. However, make no mistake. Do not for a moment think I'm trembling out of fear of the unknown or things to come. I'm not afraid of marching against a grotesque army of thousand rotting corpses. I do not fear the violence I'll encounter or the many battles I'll fight. I'm not afraid. No, none of that scares me. I want that life so much. Do you know what really scares me? What has filled me with such terror and dread? What scares me the most is this. I'm so afraid that when tomorrow finally arrives, that it'll come and go like any ordinary day. Ah, man. To dream the impossible dream. And I know so many of us uh, feel that desire for something more than the life that we have, the mundane minutiae that continues every single day. And to feel like there is a beacon of light and hope that you've rested your 
your existence upon your worth and to know that you believe, but there's still that shadow of doubt that perhaps tomorrow will just come again as it always has. And you'll be caught in that endless loop without the uh, fulfillment of whatever fantasy promise that you hope will come. What do you guys think? Curious. These kind of stories where sometimes fear and unease is about the life we live and I hope for more. So you guys, as always, take care.